This is Franchise Friday, a short episode designed to talk all things franchising. As a listener of the Path to Freedom podcast, you know you want to take control of your life and create more freedom for yourself. But have you ever stopped to consider franchise ownership as an avenue for doing just that? Owning a franchise means you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And it can be a great way to become a first-time business owner or even for a seasoned entrepreneur to expand their portfolio and break into a new business. But where do you even start? I know firsthand how overwhelming of a process it can be to figure out which franchise companies are good, which ones might be a good fit for you, and how to go about vetting them. And that's exactly what I'll be talking about in these episodes. I'll be detailing the methodical process I use with my consulting clients to help them navigate what would typically be an overwhelming process. There's an art to finding the right franchise for you and conducting a thorough investigation, and that's what I'll be unpacking on Franchise Fridays. Thanks for tuning in. Let's drop in. Hey, what's up, Freedom Seekers? Welcome to the second episode of Franchise Friday. If you did not catch the first episode, please go back and check it out. In that episode, I kind of frame up everything I'm going to be talking about and going into a lot more detail on in this Franchise Friday series. Excited about today's episode because I'm going to address a very common question that I run into as I'm talking to people and working with people that are interested in investing in a franchise. That question is simply, why? Why a franchise versus starting my own thing and building it from scratch? And usually that question stems from the fact that with a franchise, there's a cost involved that you may not have in starting you know, your own business and building it completely from the ground up. You know, With any good franchise business, you have to pay a fee up front just to become a franchisee. Usually that's going to be referred to as a franchise fee. And, you know, it's not an insignificant amount of money. It's usually anywhere from twenty-five dollars to $50,000. Sometimes it could be even more than that, depending on the type of franchise that you're buying. If you're interested in buying multiple territories or multiple units. Um, and then, of course, once you're in business, uh, you have ongoing fees as a franchisee. Usually those fees are structured as a royalty, which is a percentage of your gross revenue that gets paid back to the franchisor. So a lot of people say, hey, why in the world, Wes, would I want to you know, pay money up front to become a franchisee and then have these ongoing expenses? And it's a good question, but it's one I love talking through because uh, more often than not, once people really understand the benefits of becoming a franchisee with a good franchisor, then they understand exactly why and why it can make sense. So that's what I want to kind of unpack in this episode today. So I'm going to go through and just kind of hit a few of the most common uh, ways in which a franchisor is able to add value to their franchisees. And if you did tune into the first episode, uh, this first point, you know, I hit on a little bit, but we'll go into some more detail uh, here now. And and that is simply that with a franchise, you're, you're getting a blueprint. You're essentially paying for a business model that's been proven to work. So instead of having to, you know, 
test a new concept, get proof of concept, you know, put all of the different pieces in place that you need just to start actively operating the business, you tap into all of that from day one as a franchisee. You know, uh, really when it comes down to it, franchising is all about systems and processes. And of course, depending on the type of franchise business that you know, you may get involved in those systems and processes could look a little bit different. But at the end of the day, that is one of the core ways that a franchisee benefits is access to the systems and processes, which is ultimately a blueprint as to how to go about operating that business, not only just getting it ramped up and, you know, open, but also continuing to grow and scale the business over time. And because of that, you also have the opportunity as a franchisee to avoid making mistakes that the franchisor and other franchisees for that matter that have come before you have already made. I mean, any new business owner can tell you that, you know, they made a lot of mistakes in the early days operating their business. There's a lot of trial and error involved. And you know, look, you have some of that with a franchise business too, no doubt. You're still going to make mistakes, but it should be drastically less than, you know, what you would expect building your own business from scratch. So, in a way, think of the franchise fees, these initial fees that you pay to become a franchisee. Think of that as, you know, kind of an entry cost to access the blueprint, the business model, all of these systems and processes. And you're really paying to avoid making a lot of mistakes that you would likely make if you were starting the same business completely from scratch. And then there's the fact that, you know, with a good franchise business, you have the opportunity to ramp up much quicker because so much is already in place. Things, you know, like, supply chain, manufacturers, vendors, marketing, branding, websites. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, these are things that take a lot of time as a new business owner building something on your own uh, to put in place. So, you know, where you may spend six to nine months just getting some of the basic uh, components of the business in place before you're even ready to actively start, you know, marketing or, or trying to generate business. Uh, in a franchise, all that's there. You just plug into it. Uh, obviously, there is learning that needs to happen. So, you know, one of the things you should be evaluating with any franchise is uh, the what does the training look like, the initial training and the onboarding, getting you to the point where you're ready to open and start operating your business. But, you know, the way I've come to think about it is with a good franchise business, it gives you the ability to run much faster and get to a point where you're actually generating revenue and seeing some cash flow than you would in all likelihood starting your own business. So quicker ramp up. And then there's, I already kind of alluded to this, but then there's the, the marketing and the branding piece, right? I mean, different franchise businesses are, are, are different. You know, they're at different phases of their evolution as a brand. But, you know, with most franchises, unless it's a very new, you know, what's usually referred to as an emerging brand, you know, you're tapping into some brand awareness, right? By buying a franchise and opening it where, you know, you're likely going to have some consumers that are already familiar with that brand. So again, that helps you get off to a much quicker start versus starting a, a, a brand new business, coming up with a brand on your own, and, and then having to create some of that consumer awareness. And then any good franchise system is going to have 
all types of different marketing support. Usually within the, the home office of a franchisor, they've got a marketing team where, you know, they come up with all the branded marketing materials. And as a new franchisee, they're able to, you know, give you a lot of data and information based on what other franchisees have done in terms of, hey, this is how we recommend that you go about marketing your business. Uh, again, avoiding a lot of trial and error. There will still be some of that, but they're able to say, hey, we've got franchisees in other markets similar to yours, and this is what works for them from a marketing and advertising standpoint. So you can roll that out from day one versus you know having to try so many different things and figure out what works and what doesn't work. So the, the marketing and advertising piece is key, and uh, there's some other benefits there that I'll, I'll hit on in just a minute. Uh, another piece is technology, right? Any good franchise company, regardless of what business they're involved in, is going to leverage technology to streamline the operations of the business, taking a lot off of the franchise owner's plate, and just allowing them to operate their business more efficiently. And the end result of that, in many cases, is a better experience for the client, right? In a lot of cases, you know, again, depends on the business, but in a lot of cases, you know, there's technology available to, to franchisees that are consumer facing and it results in a better experience for the client. And that technology for an individual franchisee is usually much more affordable than it would be for an independent business owner to go out and put that same type of technology in place in their business. So in a lot of cases, the systems, the processes, the marketing, the branding, the technology all of this combines to allow a franchisee to take a much more sophisticated approach to operating their business than an independent business owner would. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way saying that, you know, if you're an independent business owner, not a franchisee, you're unsophisticated. Uh, my point though, is that all of these things, all of these different ways in which franchisors add value to their franchisees, it it allows you to, from the very beginning, take a more sophisticated approach to the business. And again, that so often results in a better experience for the franchisee's clients, which of course results in retention of clients and you know word of mouth and good referrals and clients coming back to do business with you more. So there, there's a lot of benefits that are all kind of wrapped up in all of these things that I've already talked about. Another one that a lot of people kind of overlook or they just don't stop to think about it is buying power, right? Again, this is going to vary depending on the type of business that you're in as a franchisee, but most franchisors are really able to leverage the size of their franchise system, right? All these franchisees that they might have all over the country or in some cases all over the world operating the same business. So, they're able to you know, leverage that with vendors and service providers and manufacturers to get better pricing for their franchisees. And again, that takes place in a lot of different ways depending on the franchise business, the industry that you're in. But in many, many cases, franchisees see much better pricing on you know, products and services that they need to operate their business because they're part of this larger system and the franchisor is really able to leverage that, uh, that buying power that comes with the system to get better pricing for their franchisees. And again, we'll talk about that more in a little bit, but you know, marketing is a good example of that. 
you know, as a franchisee, if you're, if all of your franchisees are buying, you know, different types of marketing from different companies, you may very likely be able to get better pricing on that marketing uh, or that advertising than you would if you were a standalone business. I've definitely seen that firsthand in, in our franchise businesses. This next point is one that really gets overlooked by most people and that's culture, right? As a franchisee, you plug into a system and you know, in, in any organization, there's going to be a culture. I'm not saying that, you know, every franchise system out there has a great culture. That's one of the things that, you know, you really want to evaluate and learn more about and understand as you're going through the process of investigating a franchise business. But assuming you get in with a franchise that has a great culture, that can be so beneficial to you as an individual franchisee in so many ways. I mean, especially as a brand new franchisee ramping your business up, not only are you getting training and support from the franchisor and they're kind of, you know, walking you through all the steps that you need to go through to open your business and, you know, helping you with the learning curve. And again, helping you avoid mistakes as we've already talked about. But in addition to that, you have access to other franchisees, other people operating the exact same business as you. And when you're brand new, the other franchisees have been at it for longer than you have, right? So, you know, what a resource to be able to tap into the knowledge of these other franchisees and benefit from that. And again, that culture piece is something that, you know, people overlook all the time. And, you know, look, 2020 with COVID, that's a perfect example of where, you know, being a part of a strong franchise system was so beneficial, right? I mean, you know, with COVID, obviously tough times for most businesses, but, you know, in our franchise businesses, the the leadership team at the, at the, home office was holding, you know, weekly town hall calls for all of the franchisees. We were able to come together and brainstorm and talk about ways that we could pivot and share best practices, what's working, what's not working. You know, we were able to have conversations with other franchisees. You're just not in it by yourself. And it's such a good example of, I know I said it in the last episode of Franchise Friday, you know, you've heard me say it before and you'll definitely hear me say it again, but one of the biggest benefits of being a franchisee is the fact that you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And, you know, that culture piece is, is a huge part of that and one that should not be overlooked. You absolutely want to make sure that any franchise business you invest in, it's a good fit from a cultural standpoint. And then the other thing that I want to, you know, hit on here is, you know, exit strategy, right? So, a lot of people, you know, don't think about their exit strategy when they're, you know, just thinking about starting a business, but you always want to think about, you know, how do I get out of this business if and when the time comes that I want to? And, you know, with a good franchise, it just gives you a much better exit strategy, right? Um, For all of the reasons that we just talked about, your business at the end of the day will be more valuable um, as part of a strong franchise brand than it would be as, a standalone business. And, you know, I'll tie this back to, you know, what I said at the top of the episode where, you know, one of the uh, upfront expenses that you have to become a franchisee is the the franchise fee. Well, that's actually an asset in a lot of cases because most franchise companies are territory based in some form or fashion. It's going to really vary, you know, depending on the business in terms of what a territory may be, how they would define a territory. But, 
that's usually what you're getting or a big part of what you're getting when you pay that franchise fee. In addition to getting access to the system and the blueprint and everything we've already talked about, you in most cases will actually own a territory or the rights to an area as a franchisee. So when you're ready to exit, there's a dollar amount that can be assigned to that territory or the rights to a location or a unit. I mean, you'll hear it referred to in different ways, but that's going to increase the value of your business when you're ready to exit. On top of that, it's in the franchisor's best interest to help a franchisee if they know that franchisee is ready to exit the business and wants to sell, whatever the, the reason is, once the franchisor knows that the franchisee is ready to, to get out of the business, well, it's in their best interest to help that franchisee find qualified, interested buyers and help facilitate a sell because franchisees won't engage franchise owners operating their business. As I talked about in the first episode, you know, this is really a partnership at the end of the day. Franchisors, at least the, the good ones out there, they don't make their money on franchise fees, right? Their business model is to have happy, successful franchisees whose businesses continue to grow over time. And their biggest revenue stream where they make their money at the franchisor level is through royalties, right? So if they've got a franchisee that's dis disengaged and looking to sell, regardless of the reason, it's in that franchisor's best interest to help them sell their business and find a great franchisee to buy that business from them um, as soon as possible, right? So not only are you typically able to, to get a higher valuation on your business when you're able to sell, in many cases, the franchisor can probably help you sell your business faster versus you having to, you know, either hire a business broker or try to do it all on your own. So, you know, all these things I just talked about are some of the most common ways in which franchisors add value to their franchisees and why it can make a lot of sense to invest in a franchise business, even giving the upfront fees and the ongoing fees. And I mean, honestly, I keep going on and on and on about, you know, all the, the ways in which, you know, you get value as a franchisee. Uh, and I'll, I'll, say this quickly, the caveat here is that this isn't true in every single franchise, right? There are franchises out there where you're probably not getting enough value to justify the cost, right? So let's talk a little bit more about that. Yes, it costs money to become a franchisee, especially with a legitimate, reputable franchise company. And I'll talk more in a later episode about how much it's likely to cost to get into various types of franchise businesses. I've got a great video out there that discusses that as well, but you can safely assume that you should anticipate to need at least $75,000 in capital to get into a good franchise and begin operating it. And that's on the very low end of the spectrum. And as we've already talked about, on top of the initial fees, you've got ongoing fees, your royalties and so forth. So, are all of these benefits that we just talked about worth the initial investment and the ongoing expense? And that's really, you know, the million dollar question because as I just alluded to, in my experience, in many cases, it's not. I mean, the, the truth is not all franchises are created equally. There are literally thousands of franchise opportunities out there today. And, you know, being able to understand whether or not a franchise is a sensible investment can be challenging. 
Uh, but hang in there with me. That's the whole purpose of this Franchise Friday series. I'll teach you exactly how to go about identifying a franchise business that could be a good fit for you and how to conduct a thorough investigation to figure out if the ROI potential is there to justify the investment. So, you know, we're not going to have time in today's episode to get into, you know, the nitty gritty of all of this, but, you know, to put it simply, to kind of round out this conversation, in my opinion, this is a pretty formulaic process. First of all, franchisors are legally required to disclose all of the initial expenses to become a franchisee, as well as any ongoing expenses, right? And, and so that means there's no surprises once you become a franchisee. There's no hidden fees. There's nothing that you shouldn't be aware of before you agree to move forward and become a franchisee and actually sign a franchise agreement. So when you're investigating a franchise business, you need to first understand the initial cost. And then of course, you need to understand what the ongoing costs are. What are you responsible for as a franchisee on an ongoing basis? And then from there, you just need to really understand the value that the franchisor adds to their franchisees. Some of this value, as we've talked about, is more tangible than others. Some of it you can literally put dollar amounts on, whereas some of it are less tangible. You know, the culture is a good example of that. Uh, but you need to conduct a thorough investigation and really understand not only what does it cost to become a franchisee, what are your ongoing costs, but then of course understand, you know, what's the value that you're getting as a franchisee. And in order for a franchise to make sense to invest in, once you've completed your investigation, you should very clearly be able to see that the value you're getting as a franchisee outweighs the expenses, right? The initial investment and the ongoing expenses. And, you know, I've probably talked about this in a previous podcast, but I'll give a quick example. Um, you know, in our Shelf Genie franchise, the first franchise that, that we bought ourselves, uh, we have 7% royalty, right? So, we pay 7% cents out of every dollar that we make back to the franchisor. Well, as we did our investigation and better understood the business, we learned that Shelf Genie manufactures all of their custom products in-house. They own a manufacturing company that does that. Because of that, and they exclusively sell these products to Shelf Genie franchisees, right? So, these products are not available to anyone outside of the Shelf Genie system. And as we did our research, we looked at other manufacturers, what would it cost us to have similar products made? And, you know, our conclusion was that, you know, we were able to get our product, the core thing that we sell in that business for at least 15% less than if we were an independent business sourcing the product through a third party, right? So at 15% lower cost of goods, that puts us at 8% net better because we're Shelf Genie franchisees, even after the 7% royalty, right? And that's not even taking into account all of the other things that we talked about. We love the culture. We get great support, the marketing, the branding, the guidance that we've got. All of these things made it clear to us that the value far exceeded, you know, the initial investment and the ongoing expenses. So, that's a personal example. But, you know, again, as you're learning about a franchise and the value add, you need to be calculating whether or not the value exceeds the cost of becoming and continuing on as a franchisee. 
And if the value doesn't, or if you can't really see that clearly, in your opinion, then it's likely not a franchise that makes sense for you to invest in. And those franchises are out there. But there's also plenty of franchises where you can clearly see that the value outweighs the cost if you've conducted the investigation properly. And again, we're gonna go into a lot more detail in future episodes about how to identify these companies, how to conduct a thorough investigation. Uh, but to sum this up today, there's so many benefits to investing in a franchise business versus starting your own business from scratch, but you need to make sure the franchise you're investing in can clearly demonstrate how they add value to their franchisees, and you need to be able to clearly see that this value outweighs the cost of being a franchisee. Otherwise, it may not be a good investment. And the final thing I'll say before I wrap this up is, I'm not here to knock on independent businesses, right? I've got a business that's not a franchise, right? I know tons of people that own businesses that are not franchised. I'm a believer in entrepreneurship in general, so I'm not here knocking on non-franchise businesses. Just wanted to, you know, kind of explain why so many people do invest in franchises and how to go about, you know, determining whether or not it could be a good investment. So, you know, I, I hope this helps clear some things up. You know, there's so much that goes into the investigation process. This is really just the tip of the iceberg. So, you know, make sure to keep tuning in to these Franchise Friday episodes as I'll be unpacking a lot more of the strategies that I use to help people identify and investigate franchise businesses and find a great franchise to help them start charting their own path to freedom. For now, thanks for dropping in with me. Go do something awesome today. Thanks. Thanks for dropping in with me to this episode of Franchise Friday. I hope you learned something new. If you're interested in speaking with me about how you can start charting your own path to freedom through franchise ownership, I'd love to have a conversation. I provide a free consulting service to help people just like you identify and investigate franchise businesses that will help them create freedom in their own lives, and I'd love to help you with the same. You can visit my website at www.path the number two frdm.com or send me an email at wes at path the number two frdm.com make sure to tune in to next week's episodes of the path to freedom podcast and follow or subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and if you know someone else that would get value from this please take a moment to share with them until next time go drop in